This is Jules Warren, and you are listening to Contrary to Popular Belief, your roundtable of conversations where we unpack the truth about the issues facing Americans today. Hello, my podcast friends. Welcome. I'm Jules Warren, your host. In this segment on transgender dysphoria, we are going to take a look at the delusional thinking behind a person who is identifying as another gender versus reality, what we know to be true. We're also going to discuss why so many teachers, parents, and others that support the transgender community allow them to create false realities that are so far-fetched instead of helping them think and act like stable, rational people. So the question here is why allow them to create such a crazy false reality instead of supporting their lifestyle choice with common sense and a stable mind? Let's not forget, they are mostly young people who are the future of our country. The issues of transgender has gotten so complicated, too many people feel the need to walk on eggshells and go along with whatever pie-in-the-sky idea the transgender community wants to believe so as not to be considered prejudiced or unsympathetic. In my opinion, it's also due to a godlike attitude that a person can come up with any information demanding that everyone complies with the thought process and act accordingly to their demands. We have been seeing this with the woke ideologies that are trying to change so many of our core values and challenge science and biology with ideas that are completely impossible. Like a man identifying as a woman can menstruate or become pregnant. It has become a battle of science, biology, and common sense versus ridiculous absurdity. So what we have been seeing is the more support that goes into their made-up world and far-fetched ideologies, the more it affects other groups of people in harming ways. It has also opened up the far-reaching liberals in government to create laws and wordage that is demeaning and, quite frankly, prejudice and unfair to other groups of people. In turn, we have been seeing many in the transgender group become self-entitled and narcissistic to the point of angry, violent behavior and protest when they are challenged. Let's take a listen to this young transgender girl who is so indignant that her pronouns were not remembered. Notice the tone in her voice. Fired. Seven in the morning at the physical therapy office. Misgendered. By someone who I told my pronouns to. And I said, just to let you know, my pronouns are they, them. And they went, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's right. And then I had to explain... Um, too many times to my physical therapist that I didn't want to do an exercise where I had to crunch my face into my boobs because that gave me gives me gender dysphoria. Okay, so the point here is that people all day long will forget someone's name or someone forgets yours, and typically the person will apologize and life goes on. It's not earth-shaking drama. But with the trans community to forget or not acknowledge their pronouns is a tragedy. Let's not forget there can be many pronouns demanded by one trans person, and they seem to change identities and pronouns on a regular basis. This is what I am talking about, the ridiculous absurdity. 
When we see this type of behavior, the question is why is narcissism so prevalent in the transgender community? Is it possible that gender identity disorder might be a type of narcissistic personality disorder? There are many studies and articles debating this question. One thing we can say by simply seeing it is there is a narcissistic victim syndrome that is very apparent with the transgender group. Their culture has become one of narcissism and attention seeking, in which everything has to become a show and everyone must believe or do as they demand. Here is an interesting quote from Meryl Streep, taken from Quora, who, by the way, is very supportive of the trans community. She says, more likely, narcissists are going to flock to whatever gets them attention and sympathy. And at the moment, being transgender is arguably the easiest route to attention and sympathy, given that you don't even need gender dysphoria anymore to be trans. End quote. Let's take a listen to a biological man identifying as a woman who insists that a trans man can menstruate. Men do not menstruate. Only women menstruate. Now you can call yourself Cis men whatever you don't want. Menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same they as non-binary people. Only menstruating women. is not exclusive yes, to cis is. women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain you're, to me as to why my body if menstruated you are, If your chromosomes are XX and you're young, you menstruate. <laughs> if you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? They're not a whole group of they're, people They're women dressed as men. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the the the, the science of this as an the example? Science. When we've learned sex and gender identity are two very, they're completely different things. They're not completely different. They are completely different. Completely different words. And sex is what you're born with, the sexual reproductive organs you have. Gender is what you identify with. They're just completely Well, I don't accept things. that distinction. You have to argue for it. You're just giving a conclusion. You're giving it up. What you just heard is a typical example of the argument we've been hearing with people like Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, and Charlie Kirk that are debating this kind of pie-in-the-sky ideologies with the transgender community. And sadly, it's a waste of time because their truth is whatever they want to believe and you will not change their madness. It is sad to see so many young people live in a world of fantastical nonsense. What really needs to happen is for the teachers, parents, and others that allow this to manifest, take responsibility that this is a mental disorder that needs psychological help. Although the exact cause of gender dysphoria is unclear, in the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Disorders, also called DSM, dated July 19, 2023, it is stated that gender dysphoria is diagnosed as a mental disorder. It can also occur alongside a schizophrenia diagnosis. And in some cases, gender dysphoria can present itself as an acute delusion. Gender activists are exposing young children to gender-affirming care, often before seeing a therapist or involvement from the parents. They claim that gender identity is innate or established at a very young age and therefore immutable, meaning unable to change. They believe a child as young as three to six years old has the capacity to make such a serious decision, with puberty blockers and possible surgery coming to the table. 
They claim that truth is whatever a person says it is and believe that people are free to do whatever they want and can define the truth however they wish. We have seen a few activists in front of Congress and their challenge when supporting their claims is to offer a plausible definition of gender and the definition of a woman that is independent of biology and a person's God-given genitalia. There has been no qualitative studies or clinical research that is evidence-based to support their truth that any child that questions their gender, no matter how young, should automatically be turned over to them to be manipulated however they see fit, in many cases ending with severe physical and psychological damaging effects. This is called stealing your child. On October 4th, 2023, Tucker Carlson interviews a man named Chris Moritz on gender-affirming care, where Chris gives a graphic insight on how genital mutilation is not just a fad, it's a full-blown industry. Tucker and Chris follow the money, exposing the elephant in the room on how this perverse sexual takeover of our kids came to be. Take a listen. If someone had told you 15 years ago that kids in your, say, daughter's ninth grade class would be coming to school in drag and would be affirmed in that by their teachers and the broader community, you would say there's no chance that could happen in this country. And of course, it has happened and is now happening at scale. Transgenderism is not just a fad, it's a fact of life across this country, not just the elites, but in small towns everywhere. And so the question is, how did something this unnatural and prima facie demented happens so quickly. Well, of course, there's got to be money involved. Interestingly, no one that we're aware of is taking a close forensic look at where the money's coming from and where it's going. And that's why we're so delighted to see research done by our next guest, Chris Moritz, who's a longtime investment banker and policy guy, has done on this question. Transgenderism. It didn't happen by accident. Some people are profiting from it. And with that, we introduce our guest who joins us here on set. Thank you. Thank you, Tucker. It's beyond a pleasure to be here. Well, it's uh, we're grateful to have you. And there's been a lot of complaining about this. It's clearly a destructive trend that's hurting people, particularly children, destabilizing the society. And it doesn't make any sense. Mm. So it's making all of us irrational. But for some reason, nobody has taken the time to figure out who's profiting from this. And you've done what I think is a spectacular dive into this, an amazing overview of the economics of transgenderism. So with that, I'll just kind of back off and let you describe what sure. you found. Gender Inc. deserves to be highlighted in a very visible way. Why? Sex reassignment surgeries and hormone replacement therapies are a combined value of $2.94 billion. By 2030, it would increase to $7.5 billion. There are no long-term studies that show the efficacy of taking these very powerful pharmaceuticals. One of the most graphic and invasive procedures is a vaginoplasty. That is where male to female patient is castrated, testicles are removed, and the penis is inverted 
needed to create a vaginal cavity. They can't even do lip filler in a convincing way in this country. You can't tell me they can recreate something of course, as complex as female genitalia. The Biden administration has kind of tacitly endorsed reconstructive surgery for minors. A child will often know that they are transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves. There's 300,000 transgender youth. That number has, by the way, doubled over five years. They face a lifetime of zero sexual function. It's almost too crazy. It's perverse. In the interview, Mr. Moritz tells us that in 2011, there were 700,000 transgender Americans over the age of 13. And by 2022, that number had risen to 1.6 million. After hearing the numbers, Tucker comments, so you just ended the debate over whether this is something a person is born with. To which Moritz replied, I think there's absolutely zero scientific evidence that would suggest a gene, a chemical alteration, any kind of somatic, physical, biological element to transgenderism that would result in what has become known as gender dysphoria. Moritz also tells us that out of 816 patients that underwent a vaginoplasty surgery, 25% had severe side effects, and had to be hospitalized. When Tucker asked, who is profiting from the industry? Moritz replied, well, Cedars-Sinai Hospital Health System in Los Angeles is the market leader in the U.S. sex reassignment surgery market. The revenue from the surgeries brought on by that clinic in 2022 amounted to over $200 million. We know that big money gain is typically associated with bad intention. So let us ask ourselves, looking at the extent the school system has become involved with young children's sexual and gender issues to the point of taking control of our children and taking a look at the money being made on gender assignment surgeries and other procedures at very young ages, mind you, my question is this. Where do we draw the line that the LGBTQ and transgender community are really being supported in an ethical, caring way? Or are they being used for a huge money-making industry? Along with this being an opportunity for the progressive liberals to project their woke ideologies on us, hence the control factor. As we look at how controlling their actions are on very young children, we have to consider that thought. My friends, it's a hard reality to swallow, but our children and many parents are being manipulated for their gain and perverse agenda. How could we think otherwise? Lastly, I'm going to share this list that is called the SOGI list, S-O-G-I-E. I believe I pronounced that correctly. It is the terms and definitions for the now called LGBTQIA2S plus community. The reason I am sharing this is to show you just how complicated the gay and trans community has become. My question and concern is when is enough enough? How many gender identities and pronouns will be needed for anyone in this community to feel satisfied or to be able to identify with something, anything? So when we consider this to be a mental disorder, how can we think not? This is not normal, and it seems to keep being allowed to manifest into further confusion, where people are taking on numerous identities at one time or switching them up, along with many pronouns that everyone is supposed to remember at all costs. 
Really? Come on, my friends, define normal. Some sense of normalcy must exist because instability creates chaos, and chaos causes harm. The SOGI list is titled LGBTQIA2S+, which stands for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Questioning, Intersex, Asexual, and Two-Spirit. There is gender identity, gender expression, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, queer questioning, intersexed, asexual, ace, aces, aromic, demisexual, pansexual, polymorous, sex assigned at birth, cisgender, transgender, trans women, trans men, gender dysphoria, pronouns such as she, her, he, him, they, them, and z, zer. Dead name, meaning your birth name no longer exists. Nine binary, gender queer, agender, bigender, slash dual gender, slash gender fluid. Gender nonconforming, gender creative, slash expansive, slash diverse. Two spirit, mask, shortened for masculine, femme, androgynous, cross dressing, and drag queen. Wow. Surgeries include hysterectomy, orchitonomy, tracheal shave, chest reconstruction, breast implants, and bottom surgeries include phalloplasty, medioplasty, and the real invasive one we spoke about in Tucker's interview, vaginoplasty, where the penis is inverted into a vagina and the man's testicles are cut off. I'm going to end this discussion with a question to you. With all the information we went through in this segment, what elements were evil, wrong, controlling, manipulative, delusional thinking and acting, and chaotic? Did any of it make sense to you? What do you seem to be rational and ethical in helping a person find happiness and an identity? All of this? Think it out. All right, my podcast friends, thanks for joining this very important conversation with me. Remember, you can email me your thoughts and comments at contrary to popular belief 2023 at gmail.com. Stay well and see you at the next episode. Thanks for joining the conversation. Stay with me for my next episodes as we continue to fight for our freedoms and bring back America to a better place. Don't forget to share on your social media that contrary to popular belief is where your voice matters. See you next episode.